Good Monday morning to each and every one. This is Chris. You're listening to another episode of Encouraging Your Spirit, the podcast. Hope this message finds you well. Today we're talking about before the truth can set you free. You need to recognize which lie is holding you hostage. I can't take credit for this uh, sentence because... I saw it on Instagram, but I thought it is real talk. Why? Because some of the most dangerous lies that we listen to are the ones that we tell ourselves, the ones that we believe about ourselves. Things like, I'm not a good mom, I'm not a good dad, I'm not a good spouse, I'm not a good friend, I'm not good enough, no one loves me, no one likes me, I'm all alone, no one understands me, I want to give up. There's a psychology website that was talking about the same issue and it listed things like, if I could just do X. My life would be amazing. If I had more time, then I would do X. If I say or do X, people will think I'm stupid. If I say or do X, that person will finally change or the belief or the thought or the lie that everything is great or everything sucks. There's something inherently wrong or different about me. I would change, but I can't because of X. I can't live without X. The greatest problem with these lies is they hold us hostage in moving forward in our lives, in pursuing our dreams, in our relationships. And for today's podcast, I'm just focusing on how they hold us back in our faith walk, in our beliefs. Because I think it happens oftentimes in church with the things that we're saying, especially when we're talking about the old man and the new man and the idea of when exactly do we do we become the new man and how that works. Let's talk about it, okay? Romans 6, 11. It says, consider yourself dead to sin and alive to God. God gives us permission to consider ourselves dead. This means that the old nature is crucified with Christ and is therefore dead and buried. Yet the enemy and the accuser of the brethren and the liar wants you to think that you have permission to consider your old nature. And somehow it's still alive and you need to work on it and fix it. Come close to the recording device. That's not true. God does not see what is wrong with us because he nailed all these things to the cross. And he has no desire to resurrect your old nature. This means, as I just said, God is not trying to improve or upgrade your old nature. How do we know that? Because he killed it off. He killed it off in Jesus. Because Jesus didn't just die for you. He died as you. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, You are a new creation in Christ. All the old is passed away. This verse ends by saying, Behold, all things have become new. That is a fact and that is also a promise. In Christ, that means that we don't start with a deficit. We don't start with our behavior. We begin with who God is for us. God poured out every ounce of wrath, anger, and indignation upon Jesus for sin. So he doesn't have anything else left. And that needs to be our starting point. That the father turned his back on Jesus at that point. Because the scripture, if you remember when Jesus was saying, why have you forsaken me? Jesus asked that question to God and God forsook Jesus so that Abba would never have to forsake any of us. Just wanted to help somebody with that. 
Because I think sometimes we keep talking about this, so we still keep digging up the grave, digging up our old nature, still trying to work on the old nature, telling people they got to get themselves right, still trying to remember all the things that people have done wrong when all those things have been nailed on the cross. Christianity, believing in God, a relationship with Abba is not about our behavior. It is not a behavior modification program. God is not dealing with our sin. He gave Jesus both as a savior to bring closure to the old nature and as a redeemer. Then he gave the Holy Spirit to empower us in the process of being made in his image. God loves to give us permission to be like him, to view ourselves as he does, and then take on that identity. Abba's approach is not get rid of this and you can become that. Rather, he says you are this and you have no need of that. We do not become a new person by changing our behavior. We discover the person we already are in Christ. Walk and move in it. The Holy Spirit works to empower us to become Christ-like. He's always reminding us of who we are. We're the beloved. We're the child of God. We're a warrior. Those things are what he's reminding us because he's always speaking to our identity in Christ. And I bring that up because sometimes it's hard to really focus. It's a challenge to focus on our identity in Christ when all you have is, are these lies that are out there. And it's not just in our beliefs and, and when we're, you know, our, our faith walk, because I really believe it's a whole life. It's not compartmentalized to certain sections, but I think it happens in our personal lives too. When we have these negative things, these lies that we believe about our, ourselves. And I'm not saying that your feelings are, are wrong because feelings are feelings. Yeah, they could change too. They really could. And I think also many of us have had the experience in vast realms, be it in our businesses, in our personal and professional lives, and relationships, we have a system that only looks at what's wrong. And we never see who Jesus is for that person or persons. And if we're going to be great leaders, we need to be delivered from that mindset. Not just about ourselves, but everyone we see. We need to have a perspective that comes to people through our hearts from heaven. That when people connect with us, they connect with outrageous good news. The gospel of who Abba is for us. Because when we believe lies, we empower the liar. And it's difficult to focus, hear, understand, be aware, and walk in truth that sets us free when all we can look at is lies. So let's be resolute. Let's make a different decision in this moment today. Let's commit today to renew our mind and replace the lies with truth. I have no idea what circumstance or experience you are in at this moment, yet I want you to know without a shadow of a doubt you are deeply loved and cared for. I'm not giving you semantic wordplay or ear hustle. It's true. Abba loves you because he loves you because he loves you. There are people out here that will stand with you and pray with and for you and walk with you that will point you to whatever resources that are needed, whatever they might be. They really exist. You, you're not alone. You don't have to live in isolation. I know there's a lie that often tells us we're by ourselves, but that's not true. Why? Because it is our hearts, our skills, our personal uh, experiences that we share with others to uplift them, to tell them the good news of who Abba is and is who Abba has been for us and is always within us. 
I hope that what I've shared today has encouraged and uplifted your spirit. You know, join us on this walk as we continue walking to be our best selves, to walk in wholeness and lack nothing. Come join us. You can always support this podcast. Definitely let us know as far as reflections of this podcast today. Let us know what lies are holding you back. How is it stopping you and what can we do to walk with you? Be sure to reach out, Encouraging Your Spirit Podcast at gmail.com. I love you. There's absolutely nothing you can do to change it. You have a great, excellent, wonderful rest of your day and week. Peace. Talk to you next time.